It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Today's guest, Guy Finley, believes that we can use the wisdom of the world's great spiritual masters to not only weather the difficulties we experience, but to actually come out stronger on the other side. According to Guy, hidden within each of us lives a greatness with the power to transform us into more awake, kind, and compassionate people. Guy is an internationally renowned spiritual teacher and best-selling author. He is the founder and director of the Life of Learning Foundation. Welcome, Guy. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Joan. I'm glad to be with you. Well, Guy, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I always enjoy our time together, and it's never enough time, so I want to dive <laughs> right into this topic. I want to start off by talking about this greatness that you believe we all have within us. What type of greatness are you talking about? It's all around us, and it's all within us every moment of our life. But the problem is we aren't reminded of who and what we are and can be because the world that we live in and parts of ourselves that we're not very aware of are always reminding us of just the opposite. If we look at our thoughts on a daily basis, if something in the news or at work or something someone says doesn't remind us that there's a problem, doesn't remind us that we have made mistakes, doesn't remind us that we need to be afraid, then all day long we can start to recognize that there is another thing that we can be reminded of. Because really, Joan, and I ask you to be advocate for your listeners when I, when I look at the news, what am I reminded of? I'm oh. reminded of everything that's wrong in the world, right? Right. Uh, I, I, when I pick up the, 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 uh, the photo album and I see my brother or my sister who hurt me, am I reminded of love or am I reminded of something very painful from my past? If we're getting these messages continually about the pain, how do we find that greatness within us? Well, the first step is to actually understand that we are presently anyway filled with this tendency to not just be focused on the negative but to see that there's actually something in us that wants us to be reminded of that it's subtle but like for instance why is somebody all the time looking at their finances why do we check ourselves in the mirror All of these things all day long that we do are not done by accident. Something is reminding us to look at and think about what, as we do that, Joan, will bring us into some kind of negative state where we lose our power instead of understanding on the flip side that we can be reminded of what is beautiful. We can be reminded of what is great, what is true. But 
we have to first actually remember that our task is to remind ourselves. Now, let's look at the word carefully because it's part of what I talk about. To remind myself means that I am bringing myself into another mind. I am reminded. I am joining my mind to another mind. In this instance, our minds are joined to the mind of the past, the mind of our failures, the mind of all things that are negative and limiting. But we know because just because we can go outside on a beautiful day or look at a starry night that we can be reminded of majesty. We can be reminded of balance and harmony. But the world doesn't remind us of that. So it is up to us to remember we need to remind ourselves, to join ourselves to another kind of mind, another order of thought. That's everything that I'm talking about. Guy, does doing that make us uncomfortable? Do you think we self-sabotage because we're more comfortable in our own pain? Absolutely, Joan. And you and I have talked before. There is something terribly familiar about having an enemy and thinking about what he did 20 years ago or what's going to happen at the office because they've called a special meeting. So my mind immediately projects that there's going to be some kind of layoff or tragedy. And the world, to the point you've just made, it literally whirls around and around doing that in a way, always bringing us to this precipice of looking into an abyss where there's a problem of pain, some health issue, some COVID, new something happening. And now we are reminded to be afraid. Gee, I wish I was able to say these things better. What in God's name wants to remind me to meet a moment full of fear? Or am I, as a creation of what is divine, here to be reminded that every minute of my life can be used to not just transcend some problem or fear, but to actually grow through discovering that I don't need to be reminded of those fears. I need to be reminded of what is fearless in myself and live from that. So we all have this happiness set point within us, which is our comfort level of pleasure. And when we go beyond that, you know, I know myself, we self-sabotage to bring ourselves back to that comfort level that you're speaking about. How do we move forward to raise that level of pleasure and joy? How do we go about doing this? I love that question. I have presented a webinar called uh, Find the Bridge Over Troubled Waters. And it's based on a book of mine called The Secret, The Search, The Sacred. And in that book, Joan, I have taken and collected over a period of, in my own life, well over 60 years now, of quotations of all the saints, prophets, masters, from 5,000, 6,000 years ago to present date, where these men and women brought into this world what I call seeds of fire, things that when we hear them, truths that when we hear them, we're reminded of something that is invisible, something that already lives within us that we have forgotten because we're constantly reminded by this world of where it is that we have to be afraid. So the first step is to remember that you're not in this life to be afraid. The first step is to understand that the dissatisfaction we have with life isn't really because of life itself, but because there's something in us when life brings us what it does, reminds us it's not enough. It reminds us we have to have more. 
You will not find a moment's dissatisfaction in your life that isn't born out of comparison. And if we really understand that idea, that means that something in me, in Joan, is always comparing itself to what it could have, should have been, or shouldn't have happened. And living from that mind, Joan, being always reminded of our limitations is the real limitation. Other than that, we don't really have them because we're created to outgrow all of these things that we presently live in the fear of. You talk about living in in a mind of comparison, but boy, isn't that what social media does for us? I mean, when you go on Facebook or Instagram, it basically is set up to make us feel inadequate. Yes, it is. That is exactly right. See, that's what we're looking at. We're really talking about the possibility. You said, where does one begin? One begins by recognizing that without knowing, that's why self-knowledge is so important, new ideas like what we're talking about it. Without knowing it, I have literally agreed to enter daily, moment to moment, into a world where everything reminds me of what I don't have or that someone else has what I want, where I'm reminded that tomorrow isn't going to turn out that well because things are getting more bleak all the time. I'm reminded by what this world is endlessly taunting me with, telling me if I could just be this or be that, I would be whole and happy. The key here, Joan, is to understand that we don't need more power to be a happy human being. We don't need more possessions. What we need is to wake up and begin to drop, let go of what is making us feel powerless. That's what you just described. That's what this journey is about. Letting go of all the things that we constantly turn to that as we do, remind us, you know what, guy, you're not enough. You're not going to make it. You don't understand. You're not good enough. All of those voices belong to a level of consciousness intent on keeping us a captive by reminding us of our inherent captivity, which is all in memory and a lie. You know, what, what you just shared, it, it really does illustrate the power of words. I mean, you what you did through your book and through your program, you're sharing the wisdom of powerful, nurturing words. And by contrast, what we say to ourselves, that disempowers us. That's how we keep ourselves small. Yes. That's why it's so critical that we, as human beings, begin at least, how about this for a simple start? Can I, before I do all the things that I'm about to do, we get up in the morning and most of us are in a race that never ends. Can I just get up in the morning and pick up a good, true book? Maybe it's the Bible. Maybe it's some scripture if I'm, if I'm uh, from the East, so, some true idea. Because if I can read one true idea, here's one. The limit of my present view is not the limit of my possibilities. You see, Something in me looks out at the world and it says, gee, guy, you know what? You're, you're in a terrible spot. Doesn't look like you're going to get out of it. Everything's set against you. When I wake up and I start thinking, now I've got to go fight and claw my way through life. What am I being reminded of and what's reminding me of it? But if I can pick up a true book, listen to something that's true, something that's beautiful, spend a moment in nature, I can be reminded in that moment that there is a greatness that I do not have to create Rather, I just have to remind myself of and then begin to live that life. So that self-awareness, reminding ourselves, all of that creates the seeds then 
that builds the fire of moving forward of our life, of living an empowered, strong, loving, beautiful life. Yes. Again, we need this knowledge. You know, uh, the Masters Golf Tournament, maybe you like ballet or you watch the Olympics or there's someone that you just love to hear them sing. When we're moved by another human being's mastery of something, the reason we're moved by it is because we're reminded in that moment that we ourselves have that in us already, or we wouldn't be drawn to it. We wouldn't long to participate in that broader set of powers, though we may not have the physical mastery or the power that that person does. Still, we have that character. It is divine in nature. And when we see it and we feel it, we're reminded that it belongs to us and we belong to it. So that then we begin to remind ourselves of what is noble. We're reminded of what is good and true. You read a book like Viktor Frankl's In Search of Meaning. Mm -hmm. Here's a man thrown into a Nazi camp and, and in the worst possible circumstances. But he is reminded there of what is noble and good and true. And he changes the life of everyone around him because instead of being reminded by his circumstances of the misery and the hatred in humanity, he's reminded of the possibility of compassion. He's reminded of the possibility of transcending conditions by aligning ourselves with another order of mind that is already in us or we wouldn't be able to talk about it. This is what we're describing here, Joan. That's what this work that I'm doing and this webinar that I just gave is all about. So, Guy, taking these possibilities out into the world, we've really, you know, all of us, we've been going through some very challenging times, and the world yes. seems to be divided. So what is our responsibility, each one of us, to make this a better world? Our responsibility is every moment of our life that we can remember to do so, to place ourselves as best we're able to do in line with those thoughts and feelings that are noble in basis, true in aspiration, and perfecting in terms of allowing us to produce from those thoughts and feelings the actions that we know are best. I'll say it simply now. Do what's right. Do the right thing. I mean, let, let's say you get up in the morning, Joan, and most of us do, and our minds are filled with all the stuff we have to get done all the lingering problems, everything we're still hoping uh, to, to achieve. We're, we're filled in those moments with a mind that is caught in an endless, hopeless, futile, according to Ecclesiastes, attempt to produce something that is going to finally bring us peace. We don't produce peace. We begin with it. If we can just understand that something as simple as that, and that if I don't start in peace, it doesn't matter where I go because I'm going to wind up with where I start. And if I'm anxious and afraid and I start there, that's the seed of the moment. Take one right thought, one right feeling, one true wish, and make that the seed of the moment and then plant it and then work at it, till it, nourish it and watch it grow into something that brings you the nobility and the freedom that your heart of hearts longs for. So shifting from a me to a we mentality, we, we create a ripple effect that goes out into the world. And, you know, it's one small act, one small thought, but it really does magnify and it can change the world. I love that. That's so critical to understand. It's not my anxiety. It's not Joan's anger. It's not 
any listener's fear. These negative energies are part of a level of consciousness that we all live in and from without even knowing that we're born into it. We are literally born into a world that as we begin to mature, starts to remind us that in order to be successful, we have to achieve X, Y, and Z. And then as we don't achieve X, Y, and Z, or we miss the mark, we're reminded that we're a failure. When instead we need to enter into this life, understanding our task is to remind ourselves and find ways to do it, that we already have what is good and noble. And if we will work and live from that, then that work, our effort in that consciousness changes the whole of that consciousness so that it isn't just we, you and I as individuals who begin to change, but rather the whole of that consciousness is affected by our wish to remember ourselves, remind ourselves properly. Guy, you shared before that you wrote about words of wisdom. So what is one of your favorite quotes from the book and what does it mean to you? Oh, wow. You know, I, I, I think that maybe my favorite quote, because it's so encapsulating, is by Rumi. He was a Persian poet in the 15th century. And he said, uh, the, the, the antidote is in the venom. The antidote is in the venom. What he was saying is that if we want to be free, it isn't through the pursuit of freedom. It is by discovering where it is that we are being, being reminded, self-reminded, world-reminded, that we are, in fact, in need of freeing ourselves, that we must do something to change the world we see instead of changing the, the, instead of changing the way we see the world. That's what the real work is. If we change the way we see the world, then everything about the world we experience changes. It is an inside job. That's what it means. We remind ourselves that letting go, being true, finding love is an inside job. Then we are on the path to not just making our lives more profitable, but everyone we meet in the same way. And that's it right there, Guy, because we look to the external to fulfill us. And like you're yeah. saying, it is an inside job. That's the message. It, 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 and look, <clears throat> again, w when I wake up, when I look out at the world and I'm thinking about what I have to get done, I'm actually looking outside of myself. This is a very powerful idea. Our thoughts are actually outside of who we are. And they're not even our thoughts. Right. Because when I look at the thought that I'm not worthwhile, I don't have value unless I achieve certain things, then the value of my life depends upon someone else saying, you've done good, you're a good person. But if I realize that instead of looking outside of myself and trying to make the world that I see conform to what I want it to do, to remember, to remind myself, the real world is not outside of myself. The real world is the world within me that is capable of seeing what a fool's errand it is to try to prove that I'm worthwhile by having others agree that I am. That is the definition of resentment and fear. The definition of greatness is understanding that greatness already lives within us and to seek it nowhere else. Guy, you mentioned your program, Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Where can our listeners go to access that on demand? Go to guyfinley.org forward slash bridge. Guy Finley, G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y dot org 
forward slash bridge. Guy, in about 30 seconds or less, what's the takeaway? The takeaway is that there is not another human being on this planet who can do or be what you are meant to do or be. But in order to fulfill your purpose, you must discover what you are. When you know the truth about yourself, you know the truth of everything that you will ever need to know about how to be a successful, content, contributing human being. Guy, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I have enjoyed speaking with you, and I look forward to when you'll come back. (laughs) It's always great speaking with you, Joan. Thank you always for this opportunity. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.